we have been examining the most familiar and arguably greatest psalm in the Bible, Psalm 23. And we have made our way to the third statement that David makes in verse number 5. Psalm 23, verse 5 says, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. I hope you will join me for a few minutes as we consider David's words, My cup runneth over. As we look back over all the days of our life, we can look at our life as being something positive or as something negative. We can look back with regret or with rejoicing. It all depends on what we look at. There are those who see the glass half full and others who see it half empty. I think of the little rhyme. Two men looked through bars. One saw mud. The other saw stars. Why? Because one looked down and one looked up. You know, some people are looking down and some people are looking up. There is the story of the two buckets. One bucket was an optimist and the other was a pessimist. The pessimist bucket said as it approached the well, there has never been a life as disappointing as mine. I never come away from the well full, but that I return empty again. The optimist bucket said as it approached the well, there has never been a life as happy as mine. I never come to the well empty, but what I go away full again. I read the story of two men that went to the same church one Sunday morning. One heard the organist miss a note and winced. He saw a teenager talking when everyone was supposed to bow in prayer. He felt the usher was watching what he put in the offering plate, and it aggravated him. He caught the preacher making a slip of the tongue five times in the sermon. And as he walked out, he said to himself, What good does it do for me to come to church? The other man that attended the same service heard the organist play an arrangement of a mighty fortress and was thrilled by the majesty of it. He was moved by a young girl who gave her testimony and told of how her faith made a difference in her life. He was glad when they received an offering for missions. He especially appreciated the sermon for it answered a question he had been bothered about for a very long time. As he left the service that day, he said to himself, How can anyone come here and not feel the presence of the Lord? Both men went to the same church and attended the same service, and each found what they were looking for. There are some that look at the days of their life and see only the negative, while there are others that see the positive. One can look back and see all the trials and become bitter that their life's path was so difficult while another can look back at the trials and be blessed by how the trials strengthened, matured them, and were used of God to bring them closer to him. As we near the end of Psalm 23, I see David looking back over all the days of his life. And as he looks back, he says, God has been good to me. As we shall see, that is what David is implying when he declares, My cup runneth over. David looks back and his life has not been without disappointment and difficulties. His life has not been immune from sorrow and suffering. His life has not escaped fear and failure. He has not marched through life without pain and peril. Yet David looks at life and does not see mud, but sees stars. I can feel the emotion in his voice as he says, My cup runneth over. At the end of the day, the shepherd would bring his sheep back to the sheepfold. 
As they passed under the rod and were counted, the shepherd would give each of his sheep his personal attention. If they were wounded or weary, he would apply oil to their hurts. Another part of that scene is when they entered the sheepfold. The shepherd would dip a long cup into water and fill it to the brim and allow his sheep to drink the cool, refreshing water from that cup. In the words, my cup runneth over, David was thinking of how good God had been to him and all the blessings he had enjoyed and experienced in his life. The cup is symbolic of the blessings of the Lord. David's words are a description of God's blessing in our life. Like David, God has been good to each of us and we all drink from His cup of blessings. There is no one, regardless of the path life has dealt you, that cannot say that God hasn't been good to them. We have all been blessed. You may be looking at mud and not see those blessings, but they are there. And we all can choose to say with David, My cup runneth over. Let's think about our cup and think about how good God has been to us. First, as I consider David's words... I think of the blessings that are abundant. David spoke of his cup running over. He is not describing a drop or a sip. His cup was full, filled to the brim. David was saying, God has blessed me in an abundant and even redundant way. As I think about this cup, I am mindful of how generous the blessings of the Lord are. The shepherd did not put to the mouth of his sheep a cup half filled. It was a cup filled to the brim. That's how David saw how good God had been to him. His cup was running over. David said in Psalm 16 and verse 5, The Lord is the portion of mine inheritance and of my cup. The word portion there speaks of something that has been weighed out and rationed out in a large way. David was saying that the Lord had filled his cup with a large and generous portion. In Psalm 73, verse 10, we read, Therefore his people return hither, and waters of a full cup are wrung out to them. God's cup is always full of blessings. In fact, I'm persuaded that the Lord's cup of blessings is inexhaustible. It's like a bottomless well of blessings. You can drink from his cup as many blessings as you want and never empty that cup. I once read someone who wrote of simple blessings and special blessings. The simple blessings are the things that we enjoy and often take for granted in life. I think of Viktor Frankl, the renowned psychiatrist who endured years of unspeakable horror in Nazi death camps. In his book, Man's Search for Meaning, he wrote of the dreams often experienced by his fellow inmates at Auschwitz and Dachau. What did the prisoners dream about most frequently? They dreamed of such things as bread, cake, and warm baths. These are the simple blessings of life we enjoy. These simple blessings are enjoyed by everybody. In Matthew 5 and verse 45, Jesus tells us that God maketh His Son to rise on the evil and on the good and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. All men enjoy these simple blessings. They are blessings that flow from God's cup to all His creatures, saved or lost. Yet there are special blessings, and these are the wonderful gifts that we have received and do receive from the Lord because we are able to say, the Lord is my shepherd. David said in Psalm 116 and verse 13, 
I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. These special blessings are the ones that come from the cup of salvation. Talk about a full cup. The cup of salvation indeed runs over. On one occasion, A.T. Pearson tried to preach a message on God's blessings as described in the first three chapters of Ephesians. It is a section that speaks of the unsearchable riches we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. Pearson said, in the words of the text, the unsearchable riches of Christ, unsearchable literally means riches that cannot be explored. You not only cannot count or measure them, You can form no estimate of them. And you not only can form no estimate of them, but you never get to the end of your investigation. In the message, Pearson tried to point out the believer's riches in Christ as described by those three chapters in Ephesians. Then he paused, looked at his congregation and said, I sink back, exhausted, in the vain attempt to set before this congregation the greatest mystery of grace that I ever grappled with. I cannot remember in 30 years of gospel preaching ever to have been confronted with a theme that more baffled every outreach of thought and every possibility of utterance than the theme that I have now attempted in the name of God to present. A.T. Pearson is not the only person that is, or at least should be, overwhelmed by the goodness of God toward us. When we stop and think of how good God has been to us and the measure of His blessings in our life, like Pearson, we realize that we cannot even begin to name or count all the blessings we enjoy and experience. I think of a list of blessings that F.E. Marsh gave in one of his books. He said that we have an acceptance that can never be questioned, an inheritance that can never be lost, a deliverance that can never be excelled, a grace that can never be limited, a hope that can never be disappointed, a bounty that can never be withdrawn, a joy that need never be diminished, a nearness to God that can never be reversed, a peace that can never be disturbed, a righteousness that can never be tarnished, a salvation that can never be canceled. Folks, I would remind you, Marsh's list only scratches the surface. Or to put it another way, all the wonderful things he listed are only a drop in the cup of the Lord. The cup of salvation is full and running over. J.D. Jones wrote, There is a certain lavishness, a certain extravagance, a certain overflow in the goodness of God. The truth is, all God's blessings, simple or special, come in a full cup. One looks at God's creation around us and sees the innumerable leaves in a single tree, the innumerable blades of grass in a field, the numerous rivers, lakes, and seas, the innumerable stars in the night sky, and they all testify that God's blessings come with lavishness, extravagance, and overflow, especially when we think of His cup of salvation. As John McNeil stated, there is nothing scrimp or bare in what we call God's salvation for us poor, helpless, wandered sinners of mankind. We are blessed. God has been good to us. Can you say that the Lord is your shepherd? If so, then you are the recipient of a full cup of blessings. When I think of this cup, I not only think of how generous the blessings of the Lord are, but also of how gracious the blessings of the Lord are. 
All that we have seen the shepherd doing for his sheep has been done because of the shepherd's love for the sheep. Every path he has taken them down, every need he has met, and every act of devotion has flowed from his love for the sheep. Why does the shepherd put before his sheep a full cup? It is because of his love for the sheep. I think of all the blessings we have experienced and enjoyed. Why have we been given such a full cup? It is certainly not because we deserve it or have merited them in any fashion. We were but poor, lost sheep until one day the shepherd made us one of his flock and the sheep of his pasture. The blessings we enjoy are blessings that are ours for no other reason than the Lord's love for each of us. All our blessings flow from God's grace. When I stop and I think about the blessings I enjoy, how my cup runneth over, and the fact that not one of my blessings do I deserve, it is then I realize how good God has been to me. Oh, the generous portion I enjoy. It is a generous portion that is in every expression a gracious portion. We are so unworthy of the Lord's affection and attention. Yet, His open hand is but an extension and expression of His open heart. In spite of what we are, He still sets before us an overflowing cup. I think of when the prodigal son returned to the father. After his behavior, he was certainly unworthy and undeserving of any goodness on the part of his father. He even confessed that he was no longer worthy to be called a son. Yet upon his return, the father put on him the best robe, put on his finger a ring, and shoes on his feet, and killed the fatted calf. With God, it is always the best robe. The calf is always the fatted calf. The joy is always unspeakable. His grace is always abounding. His peace passes all understanding. And His mercies are new every morning. He does not bring us cups containing mere swallows, but cups that are full. And that in spite of who we are and what we are. How gracious are His blessings. We should never be guilty of sulking at what we think God has not done. We should be stunned at what He has done. We have to say with the psalmist, who declares in Psalm 68, verse 19, Blessed be the Lord, who daily loadeth us with benefits. And in Psalm 126, verse 3, The Lord hath done great things for us, whereof we are glad. With F. B. Meyer, we must say, as rain and sunbeams on an April day, we lift the brimming cup to our lips and cry, My cup runneth over. Having said all that, let's go a little further in considering David's words, My cup runneth over. I not only see blessings that are abundant, but also blessings that are appropriated. As a sheep return to the sheepfold, the shepherd provides for them and presents them a full cup. It is cool water to refresh them after the long day. It is theirs to take and drink to quench their thirst. All they have to do is drink. It is theirs for the taking. When David speaks of his cup running over, he is describing how he is drinking from that cup. The Lord's blessings in our life are like a cup from which we are to drink. Why does shepherd place before his sheep a full cup? Let me suggest two reasons and why we should heartily drink from the cup of the Lord. First, the water in the cup is for our enrichment. Think of the scene again. The sheep have been out for the day. The shepherd has led them into green pastures and beside the still waters. 
But in the evening, they began the journey home, and by the time they reached the sheepfold, they would be tired, hot, and thirsty. Awaiting them would be the cool drink of water from the shepherd's cup to provide refreshment and strengthening for them. God's wonderful and numerous blessings in our life are a constant source of strength and refreshment. The days of our life are often arduous and tiring. The events that life brings have a way of depleting our strength. Yet the constant flow of God's blessings is like a drink of cool water to our wasted and wilting soul. I think of Annie Johnson Flint's great hymn, He Giveth More Grace. When we have exhausted our store of endurance, when our strength has failed ere the day is half done, when we've reached the end of our hoarded resources, our Father's full giving is only begun. How enriching the numerous blessings of God in our life. Furthermore, I think of how God's blessings are given for our enjoyment. God blesses us not only to help us, but oftentimes just to bless us. If the day had been easy for the sheep, still the shepherd would place before them his cup. If not for their refreshment and enrichment, it was for their enjoyment. We do not always take a cool glass of water or some other beverage because we are thirsty. There are times we do so just for the enjoyment of it. There are times when God blesses us just because He wants us to be blessed. He wants us to enjoy Him and all that He is and all He has for us. Of course, those blessings always result in our spiritual benefit and edification, but oftentimes they just flow out of His desire to bless us. There's a lovely picture in the words, My cup runneth over. The cup... Running over the brim is not just that the shepherd fills the cup to the brim and the water runs over the side. The picture describes how the sheep would drink from the cup. The shepherd would fill his cup to the brim and then the sheep would stick its nose down into the cup, causing the cup to run over. The simplest way I can say it is this. When it comes to the blessings of God, I want to stick my head in as deep as I can. I remember a preacher that used to say he wanted to get in the water so deep he was blowing bubbles. When it comes to God's blessings, we should drink deep from His cup. His blessings are abundant as His sheep. Let's stick our head in the cup and drink of those blessings. Let God's abundant cup be water that will refresh you. Enjoy all that God does for you. Draw from His blessings all you need to face all the days of your life. As I think of God's blessings and how good He has been to us, there is one final thought that comes to my mind. When I think of God's blessings, I think of the blessings that are appreciated. The goodness of God in David's life and the numerous blessings he enjoyed flowed from his heart to his lips, and he shouts, My cup runneth over. The overflowing cup should always be followed by the overflowing song. All that God has done for us should overflow in a thankful heart. Matthew Henry was saved at the age of ten, and even in his early years, he exemplified a spiritual maturity and comprehension of spiritual things well beyond his years. On October 12, 1675, at the age of thirteen, he made an entry in his journal that he called a catalog of the mercies of God. He wrote, For spiritual mercies, for the Lord Jesus Christ, His incarnation, life, death, resurrection, ascension, and intercession. For the grace, pardon, peace. For the word, the means of grace. For prayer, for good instructions. 
for the good I have got at any time under the word, for any succor and help from God under temptation, for brokenness of heart, for an enlightening. Lord Jesus, I bless thee for thy word, and I give thee thanks that I am thine and will be thine. All of us have our catalog of the mercies of God. How grateful, how thankful, how appreciative we should be of all God has done for us. How can we not lift our hearts and hands and give Him praise for how good He has been to us? Instead of pouting, we should be shouting. The psalmist said in Psalm 79 verse 13, So we, thy people, and sheep of thy pasture, will give thee thanks forever. We will show forth thy praises to all generations. How can we be inhibited or restricted in our public expressions of thanksgiving? How can we be silent or slow to personally offer to the Lord our gratitude and praise? After all He has done for us, it is nothing short of sin for our hearts not to overflow in thankfulness. Martin Luther, in his table talk, said that, The greater God's gifts and works, the less they are regarded. I am afraid that is so in many cases, but I must ask, how could God's blessing be regarded so lightly? How our hearts ought to overflow with praise and thanksgiving. Barbara Ann Kipfer, as a shy teenager, began keeping a list of her favorite things. Soon the list became second nature. She found herself making additions while riding the bus, eating breakfast, and even in the middle of the night. Twenty years and dozens of spiral notebooks later, her list was published as a book entitled 14,000 Things to be Happy About. Why don't you start making a list and counting your many blessings? I can assure you it won't be long that you will come up with many things to be thankful for. Finally, let me say that God's blessings should overflow in a trustful heart. Our cups that run over overflow with many of the blessings we've already seen throughout Psalm 23. These blessings include the Lord's constant care for us. There is His will and way that always has our best in mind. There is His provision and protection and constant presence. All through the psalm, we have been reminded that all the days of our life, He will meet our every need. All these blessings assure us that we can trust in Him. They assure us that He is all we need to face all the days of our life. Whatever path He may lead us, paths of righteousness, or through the valley of the shadow of death, He can be trusted. As we attempt to measure our blessings, may we look up to Him and say, Lord, You are my shepherd, therefore I will trust You. I will follow You wherever You lead. I will listen to Your voice. Seeing how good He has been to us in every situation of life, why would we not trust Him? I think each of you can say with me, My cup runneth over. Of course, there are some whose cup is only filled with the simple blessings of life and not the special blessings. So let me ask you, are you enjoying the special blessings that belong to those who are saved? Those special blessings begin by first drinking from the cup of salvation. One day... Jesus took a little detour and met a woman at a well in Samaria. He asked and received a drink of water from her at that well. Then, in John chapter 4 and verse 14, Jesus offered to give her a drink that would forever quench her thirst. Listen to what he told her. Whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life.
You could say that Jesus was offering to let her drink from the salvation cup that is ever overflowing with God's special blessings. Have you tasted this water that forever quenches the thirst of the soul? Is there something missing in your life? Do you lack real happiness and satisfaction? Is there emptiness deep within your heart that you cannot explain? Let me encourage you to accept Jesus' offer and drink from the cup of salvation. And when you do, you will never thirst again. I hope you enjoy our time each week in God's Word. If you are, then we would appreciate your letting us know that you want us to continue this ministry. We do this to be a spiritual blessing and encouragement, and we would like your feedback so that we can improve the program and continue this weekly broadcast. You can do that by sending an email to office at dscaz.com or drop us a little note by mailing it to P.O. Box 8316, Surprise, Arizona, 85374. Or you can visit our website, www.dscaz.com, where there is a contact form for your use. Just tell us what you think and that you want us to continue. Your comments and feedback would be a blessing to us and an encouragement for us to continue this ministry. The Lord bless you and keep you. Until next time.